Welcome to Seeds of Hope. Listen now to this encouraging and uplifting message of faith and trust in our Lord, shared by Father Mike Moore. Are you the one who is to come, or should we look for another? John's asking that question from prison. He's been a, arrested by King Herod because he was criticizing Herod for marrying his brother's wife, Herodias, which was against the law. But it seems strange that John should ask this question. Are you the one, or should we look for another? Because John was there at the baptism. He baptized Jesus, remember? And he heard the voice from heaven. This is my beloved son on whom my favor rests. And he saw the dove come from heaven. Why is he asking this question now? Well, some scholars believe that he had a certain expectation about who the Messiah is supposed to be, which many people did at that time. So perhaps in the prison, and you can imagine being in a prison, a lot of things go through your mind. Maybe he's having a doubt because he has an expectation about how it's supposed to go. The Messiah is supposed to come, gather the people, help them rise up in a military fashion, throw out the Romans, and Israel again will have prominence in the world. That's the expectation that a lot of people had, and they held on to that expectation tightly. So maybe that's what was happening right here. So he sends two disciples to Jesus. Are you the one, or should we look for another? And what Jesus says, which he always does, he very rarely just says the answer straight out. He just doesn't tell them, yes, I am. He always puts it in a way that you have to think about it because he wants us to think about things. Thinking about things is what changes lives, changes hearts. So he tells them, tell John this. The blind are seeing. The deaf are hearing. He means that both ways, physical healings and spiritual healings. People are seeing the truth and hearing the truth. The lepers are cleansed. The dead are rising. And the poor have the good news proclaimed to them. That's what Isaiah said would happen when the Messiah comes. So by those beautiful words, those wonderful descriptions, Jesus is telling John, yes, I'm the Messiah. You have to let go of your expectation and see how I'm coming for what it is. And it's much bigger than what you thought. So I want to talk about expectations and desires. This is a, this is a huge point in our relationship with God and our prayer. Because a lot of times we do pray with expectations. And if our expectations are too specific or we hold on to them too tightly, because God wants us to ask for what we want, and it can be specific, but if I hold on to it too tightly, well, what if God wants to give me something beyond that or outside of that or in what I'm asking for in a little different way? I won't be able to see it. So I heard a Jesuit priest who was a spiritual director say this. If we follow our expectations and we hold on to them too tightly, most likely in our prayer and in our relationship with God, 
Sooner or later, we're going to end up in desolation. We're going to end up confused, frustrated, maybe even angry at God. And we're going to feel like God is far away or not there at all. He's abandoned us. He said, that's usually the way it goes. If we hold on to our own expectation too tightly. On the other hand, he said, if you pray for your desires, that most always goes to consolation. If I pray with my desires, I sense the presence of God with me. Now, what does that mean to pray with my desires? Well, usually when I pray with my desires, it's wide open. So I can pray this, Lord, help me be closer to you. That's praying with a desire. My desire is to be close to you, to be one with you. Or I pray in the morning every day, Lord, help me do your will. It's another one. My desire is to do what you want because you've given me everything. That's praying with my desire. It's wide open. I pray that way. He said, most of the time you're going to be in consolation. You're going to feel his love. You're going to feel his presence. You're going to feel him right by your side. I think about this too. And I listen for it when I'm with people in spiritual direction. Am I holding on too tightly to just what I want? Or am I open and am I praying with the, what's underneath what I'm asking for specifically? Let me give you an example. I heard about a priest. He had this lifelong dream to build a retreat center. That's a beautiful thing. That's a noble thing. People need places to get away, to be silent. So he really felt this is God's will. And he just started building the retreat center. Got some money, got started. By the way, retreat centers are very hard to keep above the water. It's hard because you can't charge people what it actually costs to be there because no one can afford those kind of costs. So you have to get subsidies. You have to get other people to help out. Well, after two years, the retreat center was bankrupt. And his immediate reaction was probably very natural, like ours would be maybe. Lord, why did you let me down? Look what I'm trying to do for you. We need retreat houses. Why did this fail? Where are you? But then he had enlightenment and he realized, and he shared this with a priest friend of his. It came to me finally. The retreat house, as good as that is, it was not God's will for me. That was my will. That was my dream. That's not what God wanted, because if God had wanted it, it would have opened up. When he had that first idea to have a retreat house, if he was talking in spiritual direction, the director would say, tell me more about this desire to have a retreat house. And it would have probably gone the way of like, I just feel like the Lord wants me to help people get closer to God. Well, that's very different than a retreat house. Maybe he wanted him to become a spiritual director himself. Maybe he wanted him to focus on people he's in the parish and help them walk and find space in their life. He jumped to the retreat house. That wasn't, in this case, where God was going. If I stay with my desire, if I pray with it, I'm always going to be close to the Lord and he's always going to be right there with me. So I want to uh, close up with this. This is an old piece. It's anonymous. We don't know who wrote it. 
You may have heard it before because it's been around a while. But listen to this. He's in every line. He's got an expectation. And at right near the end, he realizes that God was there listening, but listening not for the expectation he really wanted so tightly, but for what he really wanted deep down. You'll hear it right near the end. I asked God for strength that I might achieve. I was made weak that I might learn humbly to obey. I asked for health that I might do great things. I was given sickness that I might do better things. I asked for riches that I might be happy. I was given poverty that I might be wise. I asked for power that I might have the praise of men. I was given weakness that I might feel the need for God. I asked for all things that I might enjoy life. I was given life that I might enjoy all things. I received nothing I asked for, and here it is, but everything I hoped for. Almost despite myself, my unspoken prayer was answered. I am among all men most richly blessed. Amen. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone you know. God bless you. If you would like to subscribe to the Seeds of Hope Reflections, just search Seeds of Hope with Father Mike in your web browser or wherever podcasts are available.